Are you a business-to-business -business sales leader looking to lead your sales team to new heights? You've come to the right place. Welcome to the Purpose Driven Sales Podcast. Hello, my name is Josh Sweeney. I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor Barnes. Taylor, are you feeling disciplined today? You know, Josh, I was. Um, and then I all of a sudden forgot one thing yesterday, forgot to do another thing the day before. And here I am in my Jenga castle and it all came down this morning. And that is the definition of when your discipline starts to slip. Have you ever had that happen to you? Yeah, I've definitely had it happen, especially uh, with some of the meeting rhythms we've had. You know, mm -hmm. some of those meetings are going really well and we're out of the gate and, and structured. And uh, months later, it's, it's a useless meeting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. We come out of the gates hot. It's like that. You know what it's like? It's, it's like that January 1st or 2nd, all those gym memberships that everybody sells. And then all of a sudden, a month or two later, guess what? That gym's empty. It just start out of the gate so hot and it just can't sustain. Happens every day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, it happens at the new year every year, right? So, yeah, it sure does. Well, it yeah. Sure so, does. I mean, that brings us to our challenge today for leaders is, you know, a lot of sales leaders start off with the best practice. And then that slips into an ineffective time or ineffective mm -hmm. meetings. Mm -hmm. So why does this happen? Well, when I look at, you know, the organizations that I've led over the years, a big reason that I think it happens is it comes down to the style of the person leading the meeting. Um, if you've been a part of previous episodes, uh, you, you might know that I've got what I call the, the manager assessment where I, you know, where we ask a handful of questions and you end up being one of five types of managers. And, and really the one that comes to mind here is the coach where he will come out of the gates so hot and he will be ready to go and he'll have this, this amazing energy and this motivation and he will have this agenda for a weekly meeting or something like that. And then as a lot of coaches do in the off season, they back away, they back off a little bit. They springtime comes around and they go to the golf course. They, they do whatever it is. And so it really just comes down to the style. If someone comes out of the gates real hot, but then slows down as the year keeps going, well, that is an example of where discipline slips. Because people, when they come into that manager meeting, Josh, they're so fired up and they're ready to go and they're, well, what happened to that energy being sustained the entire year, right? It slipped. And, and perhaps that's because the style of the person came out too hot, too aggressive, too promising, too energetic, whatever it was. And then, unfortunately, as time went on, they were unable to sustain it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the style of that person leading the meeting or the sales manager in this case has so much impact on whether your meeting discipline is sustained, right? And a lot mm -hmm. of times, in, in this case, we're talking about sales meetings, update meetings, one-on-ones, how they start off really well, but then they slip into conversational meetings that aren't yep. as effective. Yep. Uh, I know like my style is, is pretty structured. So I like to have an agenda for the meeting and like with a sales update, I go through the numbers first and it's more of a very rote, um, you know, rote process of give me your numbers, this, that, and the other, like sales pipeline, number of activities, sure. anything that's a leading KPI that we need to talk, we mm -hmm. need to highlight. And then the second half of the meeting is more of the conversational stuff. And yeah. so my style is a little more structured where, you know, if I do that for four meetings, and then I'm not going to be there that day and I need a team lead to do it. Their style is going to be different. 
And then over time, that meeting starts to change, you know, its effectiveness. Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm hearing you correctly, Joe, and this is, this does not shock me at all, knowing what I, you know, knowing you pretty well and how structured <laughs> you are, I, I'm very sure that you have the exact same agenda and you stick to it on every meeting. Um, but I also believe that there are plenty of people that do not have an agenda for that meeting or do not have an ongoing purpose for that meeting. So if I'm hearing you correctly, one of the reasons why, you know, they start off hot, but potentially it slips over time is, is basically because they don't have an agenda or a purpose for the meeting, right? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, they don't have it. They haven't set out that structure. And then a lot of times what that does is just devolve into the hottest topic of the hour, hour mm-hmm. right? So right. You're, you're in a sales meeting, you got all your salespeople around who are supposed to give updates and you end up talking about one person's hot opportunity for the first 15 minutes while everybody else stands around. Yep. Well, yep. that's not really effective. Yeah. You know, so there is a balance though. You know, there can be overly structured where everybody just feels like they're robots coming up to say their numbers and then they, they robot walk away. Um, mm-hmm. And you don't want that, but there's a balance in between, you know, getting, getting things done and then having the conversational items. Yeah, absolutely. And you got to remember, we're, we're talking about salespeople here. So what do salespeople like to do? Well, they like to sell. They like to create. They like to generate opportunity and they like to do a lot of those, those fun, proactive things and all that. But if we're trying to instill discipline within those sales folks, which is a requirement for any purpose-driven sales organization to have some, to have some discipline, you're going to have to structure some sort of agenda, some sort of purpose. And I think one of the, and not to beat it to death, but I, I fully agree. That's one of the reasons is that people don't go into that meeting. The manager does not set the right agenda or the right purpose up front so that the energy, I mean, hell Josh, it might be high, low, left, right. You just don't know because you don't really have, you know, energy, you know, that, that specific purpose or agenda. One of the, one of the other reasons, which kind of feeds into the first one is just generally speaking, that new energy subsides over time. It just does. So if I have an initial project kickoff or an initial meeting with one of my new employees or or whatever it is, I am bringing extreme high energy to that meeting because I want things to start off on the right foot. You know, you never get a second chance at a first impression, right? And that's in a meeting, that's in an interview, that's in a project, that's in an introduction, whatever it is. But the fact of the matter is, if you come in there with a certain level and then the next week you come in there with a completely different level of energy, it's going to be confusing. It's going to be confusing for whoever you're talking to. Uh, it might be evident to whoever's on the phone. Your client might feel that. The big reason is that, generally speaking, new energy does subside over time. Uh, you know, willpower at 8 a.m. versus 8 p.m. is just, just different. So the idea there is just be aware of that. Be aware of that reason that new energy does subside over time. Yeah, and I think the most common situation where I see that happen is people adopting a new program, right? So they get a new sales coach, you know, with a methodology who says, hey, you know, you've kind of done it ad hoc, but if you do it like this, the way you structure this meeting also feeds into these other pieces, right? It's, it's more strategic than lets everybody just stand up and have a meeting. Mm-hmm. And so the manager uses that methodology and, and they've paid for it, right? So that's another thing, not just energy, but where the money has flowed, right? So the business put the money into a sales training program, expects the manager to do that. And then at some point, maybe that sales training ends, 
Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, that was really the structure that kept that yeah. meeting going well. And now it starts to, you know, change the meeting and it doesn't mm-hmm. get reinforced. The coach isn't standing there making sure you're doing the process right. Yep. And all of a sudden, everything that that organization just paid for from a training perspective, a few months later, has pretty much just disappeared. Yep. Yep. I mean, exactly. Th- those are three great reasons. The style of the person leading the meeting potentially not having a purpose or agenda for that meaning. And then just the, the general fact that new energy subsides over time. So, so when we start talking about the solutions to some of these things, Josh, one of the first thing that comes to mind, which is a good segue into what you were just saying was around training or uh, potentially selecting the right person. C- could you go into a little bit of that as it relates to the solution for one of these reasons? Yeah, I think I would start with training of, you know, has somebody had any sort of, and it sounds almost silly, right? It's, it's a meeting. People are so used to having meetings. They're so used to going into them. They just kind of pick up whatever style the organization has. Mm. And really, there needs to be some training around that. What is the purpose of each meeting? You know, how are we going to track that? How is that information going to disseminate down? You know, what are we addressing in that meeting that is going to affect everything else in the organization? Mm -hmm. So really, you know, training people to have very purposeful meetings and how it fits into the bigger picture. Uh, at least from a sales perspective, is a huge part of it. Now, that's not to say that there aren't brainstorm meetings where it's like, hey, we just got to get in and, and, and ideate some solutions. Yeah, right, you right. Know? But when I talk about training in, in sales meetings and sales meetings slipping is, you know, what are we going over and why? I'm asking how many activities, I'm asking, asking how many meetings, and I know exactly what the follow-up is to that question mm. if they answer, you know, in one way or another. That's training on how to deliver a proper effective meeting and then getting out of there and getting, getting on with business. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. Um, and, you know, if I'm, if I'm the CEO and I've got somebody that I want to have, you know, a structured meeting, uh, leading the structured meeting for whatever reason, well, I'm going to pick somebody that, that's structured. And here are the facts. Whether you have the type of sales manager that, that is a little bit, you know, uh, space cadet or whatever you want to call them, someone that's just firing in all cylinders before they can really even retract or go back and learn what anything. We've got plenty of people like that in every sales organization, some of which make a ton of coin just because of the <laughs> level that they just keep going. So I, I will say we as an organization, we've actually brought in project managers and organizational like quality control managers to take the meeting minutes to hold us accountable to do whatever it is we we've taken we internally we've brought people in to help support our sales meetings because if we're not great at it as sales managers and as sales individuals and look i'll be the first to tell you i'm not great at that i bring in a project manager all the time to internally hold us accountable to the milestones that we have set out on that agenda or purpose in an effort to always think about continuous improvement, right? So if you're, if you're out there and you're thinking, well, I don't really have a sales manager that that's structured or that's that, you know, um, you know, organized, that's okay. You probably do have someone that is, can you borrow that person's skill set and bring them into those meetings so that you can really make progress in what you're trying to accomplish? Yeah, most definitely. And, and then giving them, the permission to keep it on track, right? Mm -hmm. So if you bring on a frontline project manager who's in there with an executive and the executives overextending their talk track, you know, and and hijacking the meeting, 
do they have the permission to say time's up? Yeah. You know, or do they have the permission to, you know, politely get that meeting back on track? That's another mm-hmm. thing that we see happen with, with picking the right person. You yeah. know, so there's training and there's, like you said, picking the right person, bringing somebody in with that skill set. And then there's the authority of, of how do they run the meeting and what is acceptable. Yep. That's right. Um, I see that all the time where people just hijack a meeting and, and keep on talking. It's like, well, glad I sat through that for 30 minutes. It, exactly. Zero value. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I mean, discipline one-on-one here uh, is, is many times about accountability. So when we think about different ways to, um, to kind of solve the issue of discipline slipping, Another way is to establish mutual accountability. And by mutual, I mean, you are a, you know, whether it's the founder leading the sales team or a sales manager leading the sales team, you have got some accountability and you're going to give and delegate some accountability. But please understand, you as the sales manager, that's got to be two ways. That has to be mutual. You tell a salesperson, we're going to do these milestones, these KPIs over a certain amount of time, this many meetings, fine, that, that, that's great. But understand that if they come back to you that day and you haven't kept up your end of the bargain, which is maybe whatever level of servant leadership or, or service that you're giving to that salesperson, well, you've just kind of become hypocritical and, and by accident. So make sure that when you're holding them accountable, you're also holding yourself accountable to whatever purpose or agenda that you have built to solidify the discipline that you're trying to sustain. Yeah, I think of the whole five dysfunctions of the team. You know, one of the one of the big dysfunctions on there that I think um, you know really have to work on, especially in smaller businesses and with hierarchies, is um, you know the ability to bring up the issue. Right? I don't remember exactly. It's like the third discipline on there, but it's conflict. It, it basically comes down to conflict. Mm-hmm. So, do you have healthy conflict where you can hold somebody else accountable, even if you report to them? Right. And, right. and there's right ways and wrong ways to do this, yes, of course. <laughs> um, so don't get me wrong there. But uh, but there are ways that the team can hold them accountable and say, hey, you know, can we table that? We need to move on to these. We need to make sure we get through this because, you know, the team members need the information, too. That's right. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Accountability is another one of those solutions. Yeah. And look, I mean, it, it's natural. If we discuss the fact that new energy subsides, well, then the solution to that is how do we sustain that energy? And one thing that I want, one hack that I want to give away here that is one of the most natural ways of sustaining the energy is consistency. Showing up every day, ready to work, ready to put in the effort, consistently showing up will naturally revitalize any lost energy just by being there and showing up and going. Josh, how many times have you seen these meetings reschedule over oh, yeah. and over again? Can't meet today. Can't do it today. Can't do it. Let's reschedule. Let's reschedule. Then that one gets canceled. This happens all the time. And look, I get it. Fires happen. Where if you're in the customer service industry and you've got a lot of different escalations, you might have to reschedule a meeting. It's not about that. But it is about being disciplined to actually reschedule the meeting or if at all possible, maintain and hold that meeting at all costs, because it is important for the ability to sustain energy. It's just one of those things that you have to show up every single day. That's a natural way of sustaining that kind of high energy that we're looking for. 
Yeah, I think consistency can be one of the hardest things for many people, right? You come out of that gate fast and furious, you got some new training, you know, that holds tight for 90 days. And then all of a sudden it starts to wane. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have to also think about what is the cost of being inconsistent. So if your meeting agenda involves, you know, some general numbers updates, then you roll into some discussion about opportunities, you know, maybe you have leading indicators, then you roll into opportunity discussion. And the last part is to disseminate changes in the sales organization and points of training and other updates that they need. Every time that you miss that, or, you know, if your discipline slips because you're not consistent, then that's just more training material and more updates that those sales reps need, but don't get. Or you yep. reschedule the whole meeting and then you wonder, you know, I've seen this before. Manager rolls out some new plan. They think that communicating at one time via email and everybody's just an expert now and it's never mentioned again. But mm -hmm. if that comes up again in that portion of the agenda where they have a training section or update, you know, sales updates section of, uh, process and, and how they sell, um, then it gets reinforced. And again, you miss that meeting, all of a sudden you wonder why people aren't doing the new quoting style or yeah. didn't get the message on something with the thousand other emails that they got. Right. You accidentally become siloed and you kill momentum. The killing momentum part of it is, I mean, by definition, I think that's how you do not sustain energy. I think you kill momentum. <laughs> And, uh, and, and that's something that, as, as you know, as a sales manager or as a salesperson, you know, activity is going to breed activity and momentum. When you get it, you want to ride it. When you hit those big deals, you want to keep you you want to ride that momentum wave. Uh, so Josh, what's one more solution? Yeah. So I think one more solution is reinvigorating um, the process or that meeting discipline with new blood, like a new person on the team. So you talked a little bit about it as like bringing in a PM. That's a new person from another department. But another thing that's going to happen is you may bring on a new team member uh, that is really good in one of these areas. So new blood or new people on the team and really understanding how they operate can, can help with the discipline yeah. uh, and help with the energy. So on the energy side, you know, some people just have massive amounts of energy and lift everybody else up. Other people are really disciplined and, and look at the process and are willing to give candid feedback and say, mm -hmm. okay, well, I'm a salesperson, but I don't mind leading the agenda of the meeting because I'm much more of a structured salesperson and can get through that. And then I'll kick it over to another person for the talk track or the discussion piece. So yep. new people can come into the organization and you can think about how do you leverage the skills of those new people to create discipline and make sure that it doesn't slip. Yep, makes total sense. I mean, look, we've all got different skill sets, some of which are gonna be organizational, some of which are gonna be creative, some of which are gonna be very process heavy, others are gonna be very shoot first and ask questions later heavy. Yeah. And it's one of those where you, you, you know, you wanna encourage different points of view, you wanna encourage different thoughts, all while staying focused on the main thing. What did we originally design this meeting for? What did we originally build this agenda around? And while we feed that environment with the right amount of energy, bringing in potential new blood or a new individual to help give a different point of view or to help drive certain structures while you can sit there and be creative is a really good way of staying on task and maintaining that discipline. I think that's a really good hack. Yeah. So the final question to our sales leaders that are out there listening is what are you doing to maintain appropriate levels of discipline 
in your sales meetings. And this has been Purpose Driven Sales with Barnes and Sweeney, encouraging you to go lead on purpose. Thank you for joining us on the Purpose Driven Sales Podcast. If you've enjoyed the content, the best thing you can do to support us is go out to iTunes and give us five stars so that we can continue to reach more sales leaders.